Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week on Optionaling Tea, we talk. It's my week, isn't it? <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. That is so strange that we're talking about Kylie Minogue. I was Why? just um, listening to a bit on the radio today, and they were talking about all the. Um, people who have emerged from Neighbours and Home and Away. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Were you Neighbours or Home and Away? Home and Away away, all the way, baby. Because the Neighbours episode where some child got locked in a closet and my mother was like, no more. Too much. Too much. Also, what really scared me, shout out to Mom, (laughs) who has been secretly listening to all the podcast episodes. And I'm feeling quite exposed is the only word. Because, like, you forget that they're listening. Because she said to me, which, I mean, I had to drop my, my knife was halfway through the butter. And she said, no, nothing bad. But she just said, oh, I'll have to catch up on Fergie now. That's the only one I've got left. And, like, we've given way too many intimate details of our relationship. You have. I haven't. Well, you, (laughs) but it's only because, look. Sight. you know that's different when it's at the start of a relationship also just to say somebody did get in touch about my little choke um re-hitting fred accidentally in the face just to say that was total hyperbole i mean i literally spent you've been in our company i yes. literally spent the entire time kissing his head you do have, if you're sitting down chatting to me fred's kind of always bobbing his head in he actually said that it's like a <laughs> So there's bound to be some sort of accidental bump. No, so there's listen, fret not, it's all good. Um what else is going on in our lives? So yes, I'm feeling very exposed now that mom knows everything. Like the Des episode where he talked about how Fred was the best nookie in my life. How will we have Christmas dinner that, together? I think that was edited down a bit, wasn't it? Was it? No, okay. the bit where oh. it was... No, we're here, Emma. We've been here for hours. The, no, we had to edit down the episode, the X-Files episode. Oh. Where we were talking about the size of Fred's proverbial. Oh, you know, yes. how it's common knowledge. And he was yes. like, I don't want people to... You know, I'm not just, I'm not just a body... I'm a human being. And I was like, it must be so hard for you, everyone in comedy, thinking that you've got a huge penis. Penis. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. It's funny. It must be so tough. Are we going to have to edit this out then? No, no, it's too late. No. It's Monday night. And as I've discovered, 
Fred has never listened to even one up to 90 episodes. This is revenge. Like, really? this is revenge. And this is the ones in the podcast. We're not saying anything. Great. Like, just keep doing it. We're not keep saying, it, we're not saying anything bad. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying that he he's a fantastic no. lover. Um, oh. A friend, a lover. That is it. And mother, I am, <laughs> I am... <laughs> Banning you. I'm, do you know what I'm you're doing? Talking to your mother. I'm deleting. I'm deleting the podcast. It's my fault because I downloaded her podcast app. So that's getting deleted. Oh. I will just blame Eric. Every, every few weeks, my mom says to me, uh, she's like, she's like, like, how do you listen to podcasts? And I'll just say something about an app and then just walk away because I'm like, I already have my brother Simon listens to it. Shout out to Simon. And he fucking says it to me every time he sees me. He says, it'll tell me something. Like, if you think sliding and diving's bad for the facts, he'll start banging on to me about facts. I but didn't you know, know that what? about you. I blah, now realise. You don't need the whole fam on it. I, I mean? actually realise a bit of fact checking is a massive turn on for me. Really? Somebody correcting me online. Woo, gets me hot onto the collar. You like it? Somebody did get in touch. Well played and well spotted. I can't remember oh, which God. listener it was. Um, it, it was Eugenie's fiancé that Fergie was riding. Oh. Yeah. Well, we say that riding. That we know but of. Yeah. You know, the whole best friend in vertical. Yeah. And you made the point, Emma, that anyone she refers to as her best friend is also someone she's riding on the ring. <laughs> I think that's what the kids are calling it these days. So the look, ring. because yeah. Beatrice got engaged uh, this week mm. and somebody actually sent me the link to the story and then said, you know, that we got the names of the princesses wrong. But like, you know, we can't, we can't keep maintaining like totally unattainable beauty standards and be right all the time no. like do you know what I was just thinking of there when you were talking sometimes about sometimes we're just faces when you were thinking when you were talking about I don't need I just need I remember when you used to start going out together you know the way it's just like oh they're starting to go out and yeah yeah it's all cash and the next time I met the two used together it was all like oh baby baby this baby that and I was like what the fuck has happened I know well actually baby, Peter in the lounge baby, she runs baby. the lounge did say the last time I was in there oh actually was the last time I was in there he told me that the time previous he came in and I was just rubbing Fred's belly and that's when I was like we've taken it too oh far oh my god I know it's gross was we're just queasy? constantly all over each other was he queasy or what no was... he was just saying it and I did you know I did go a little bit crazy no I didn't mean around I didn't mean Peter I meant Fred while you were up Fred no it's just trapped wind I don't know what was going on in our lives that night also, Harper. what else? Uh, in announcement wise, um, oh yes, October thirteenth. It's yes. a Sunday. We're in Spalpinfonok. Spalpinfonok. We're in the Spalpin um, with uh, Laura Matney, Spal- who what? is absolutely hilarious. She's I'll talk so you through the deets. I'll send you the Google link. It's grand. Spalpin. Laura O'Mahony will be joining us from Cahoots, who's absolutely fucking hilarious. I think it's going to get She's the giddy. funniest woman I know, bar the Thanks. woman beside me, Emma Dorn. Who's, well, I'm constantly banging on about my comedy wife in, in interviews. I think people are actually getting confused as to Why? what our relationship Don't is. Don't bother saying nothing. So that's happening the 13th of October. Um, Tony Cantwell is going to be there on the same night. It's doubleheader with Sexy Beast. So do get your, the tickets Sexy. are, the link is in our bio on Instagram and Twitter and all the rest. And then if you're in Dublin, we are 
going to be um, doing the Dublin Podcast Festival on the 15th of November. And again, those tickets are actually on Ticketmaster. And, you know, please get them ASAP because capacity is minimal. And before we get to the teats, I did get kicked out of a dressing room in a swimming pool this week. What were you at? Well, I actually am questioning what I was at because I had my bag. I was getting changed, going to the gym. All these little primary school children came in. I took no notice, went up to the gym. I came back down. They were like, you can't go in there to get your bag because... The primary school kids are going to come in any minute. So I'd say something if they were in the change room, but like they were nowhere to be seen. It was the tassels again. So then I went in for my bag and like, okay, this was probably, you know, taking it too far. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll just go in, I'll just go in, um, get my bag and I'll just change my pants. So the girl was like grand. So I went and changed my pants. But then pants. the door starts okay they're banging the door with such force that it's actually moving and the lady was like you've got to get out you've got to get out and the whole thing just made me feel I was like oh my god like maybe I am a pervert like I Mm. came out and they were like you must leave immediately and I was like that's no problem like I really was one step away from just producing my guard vetting form but at the same time I was like god like you know when people are just convinced you've done wrong that you actually start to believe you have done wrong. I, I started to believe I wasn't okay. there for the wrong reasons, Emma. Yeah. And sure, I mean, obviously, you know, one leg in, you, look, you've tried to take gym leggings off. Mm. I need a bit of time taking the gym leg- leggings off. Yeah. They weren't going up, Emma. They weren't going up. And I was on my own. It was like a little, it was a little cubicle. So what I'm saying now, what I'm saying is I'm no longer allowed in the gym, in the swimming pool area, in the changing room area. I just felt awful about myself all day. I actually felt horrible. And do you have to sign in at the garden station once a day or twice? Well, look, they're just, it was a written warning Mm. and, you know, like once a week. But I mean, any more penalty points and that's it. I'm done. You know, when you're a kid. That school bus license is in jeopardy, I tell you that much. Did the guards ever come over to you and your friends and ask you where you live and that they're going to contact your parents? No. I always operated on a need-to-know basis. Oh, yeah. Cause with I the guards, and by guards, I mean my father, the guard. Oh, yeah, shit, sorry. What you gonna be, do? What you gonna downer, do? is it, when your dad's a guard? Well, not really. I mean, I think... I wouldn't say a downer. I know Mirren actually did talk about this. Oh, Mirren O'Connor was talking yes. about her dad was yeah, yeah. a pioneer and a guard, which is a bit of a double whammy. Like, my dad was a fun guard. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? He was that go guard. Away, yeah, lads. bit of that. Like, I often say... Next time, lads, go on. He yeah. would have been a great community guard. Yeah. Okay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. He was all about the crack. Um, very reminiscent, I always thought, of Brendan Gleeson in the guard. Okay. I always thought of dad had been on the beat because he was a ministerial driver so he used to drive the ministers nice yeah he used to have a gun a gun he used to have a gun which I never understood because really if you were going to take a pop at someone mm. would it be the minister for arts culture in the Quail maybe if you didn't get that grant I don't yeah I mean <laughs> and I Dad is actually the spit. 
of uh, Kevin Costner. Were you watching Dan's was at the live face at the live episode? He I just wasn't. looked aghast for the Did whole he? thing. Yeah. But I think it's because the the hearing. It's like, you know, when people send okay. me the close-ups of him at the Dancing with the Stars. Mm. And each time he was either yawning, <laughs> saying for fuck's sake, or just like looking at his watch. Like, when will this end? But that sounded rough to me that, what was it? You had to go off and pay for a cup of tea. Like, I thought the drink was The whole was setup was fucking shocking, honestly. It was like, drink it reminded flown. me of, like, you know, in the immediate aftermath of a hurricane or something. And they're like, look, we'll just set up a tea stand in, like, well, a gym sorry. hall. I'm sorry. If you're going to make me watch somebody mediocre as fuck do a pasta doble who's gonna get three okay from the from the nice judge and you're not gonna give me a bit of fuel in the tank to fucking clap like yeah like come on i mean i just thank god i don't have to sit through any of it anymore we have this running joke now Mm. where anytime somebody brushes past fred i just say i didn't think i was gonna get that far because that's his line Ah. I didn't think it was going to get that far. Poor Alfred. Any more news in our lives? You were in Centre Parks, had a lot of fun. In Centre Parks, it was very good. We came home very late last night. It was all a bit carnage now this morning. Were you physically tired from it because of the cycling? Or would you notice the cycling? No, no, no. You wouldn't notice the cycling. It's just a bit of functional cycling. Yeah, yeah. It's like nipping down to the shop, kind of getting milk cycle, like... Um, but I started a new job today, and what did I do? What did I do, Jimmy? Spilt your tea on your top? No. You scooted? I did scoot, but I had to ask somebody for a tampon. No, Emma. Ah! Emma, no. You must have seen that coming. You're on the pill, Emma. I know, I know, but it was a change of bags. It was, you know what I mean? It was that kind of a situation. I had to just do it. I had to just... Get the fucking tampon. There were nice ones as well. They were the ones I liked, so it worked out well. There was actually, when we did the gig in Carlo, this young Spanish girl came up to me. You know, as Fred was setting up the instruments of Carlo Visual Arts Centre is like such a nice spot, by the way. If you live in the vicinity, it's just great. So shout out to Carlo. And we were there setting it all up and I was moving chairs. And this girl came right up, right up to me. And she said, hey, you have a temple? You have a temple? I thought she was saying, do you have a jambon? And I was like, oh, a tampon. But it was like the intensity of the exchange. And I was like, oh, I actually don't. So then I went and found another woman. But then she thought I was, she, this little girl was with me. So I was like, do you want to go? I was like, I actually, I actually don't have any tampon. But the girl was horrified. And there was another little girl with her. Yeah, sorry. She thought you wanted her to use a jambon. Yeah, it was all very confusing. And then they were going to college uh, in the center. And then at the end of the night, the receptionist came up to me and she's like, I think your friend got sorted. And I was like, what part of that exchange made you think these two were like bosom buddies? Okay, well, listener, please, during menstrual bleeding... You have a jambon? Don't use a jambon. You have a jambon? Don't use a jambon. I always had that fear asking for a jambon that I was going to ask for a tampon. It was a legitimate fear. This, like, this whole fucking jambon thing, I don't think people in Dublin were eating the jambons. Oh... You shut your turny mouth. I'm, we were eating Did wet. you see Owen Colgan put up that great thing about the jambon? But this is what I'm saying. It's, jambon is not a Dublin thing. We eat them now. It's definitely oh, not. Jeez, I 
We were eating I love a chicken bag. fillet rolls before any is all. We were eating wedges, spicy wedges. When we were in school, we used to get a fucking wedge roll, a baguette with wedges in it. Oh, yeah, no, I would have done an old wedge roll. Like, with hook ketchup. it to my veins. Yeah, yeah. Clog the arteries, please. Yeah. Owen but Culkin, he put up thing. a very th- funny thing of it. Uh, it was an incinerated jam bun. There was only one left in a mm. deli, which I cannot believe. I just want to find this deli because who leaves a jam bun behind? Like incineration or no, you're going to take that jam bun mm. um, with the caption, climate change is real. So that's your. <laughs> that's our message. For, that's the message from our... Um, our resident uh, meteorologist Owen Colgan, who we love and adore, and who entertained us hugely last year when he came in the podcast, um, uh, which with his um ninja, I was gonna say ninja midget section. Where's my head going? I don't ninja know. turtle section. Anyway, um, so I've been banned from a local swimming pool. You're living your best life. You started a new job. Yes. You've alienated yourself already from yes. the rest of the female staff. So <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna be oh. looking for the new job? This week, or are you going to just give the couple of weeks notice? Uh, I think because it's, yeah. it's, it's done now. It's done. You better update those LinkedIn. That LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Actually, do you know what? A few months ago, I had the old LinkedIn. You know the way you just set up all this shit, right? And I actually made loads with private because I'd heard these stories of like weirdos, whatever creeps, whatever that they go to your LinkedIn. Because that's where all the fucking info is. Contact info. Well, yeah, but you're putting up, like, where you went to college, this job. That you're actually putting now up Now that stuff. you say it, you're very exposed, actually, Aren't on LinkedIn. You? Yeah, I haven't thought about that before. And then you've, you've gotten, like, uh, you know, say if you've gotten, like, a reference or whatever the fuck they call it on LinkedIn, they can find those people pretty fucking handy as well. And I actually got freaked out by the whole fucking thing. Now, I know this is coming from somebody who documents... <laughs> too much online well no, i'm not oversharer but you know what i mean people would find you give like, me just enough just i'll enough. say that but you know what i mean but i i don't know for some reason the linkedin thing are free to me out but it's a day. it's a lot of deets there isn't it it's a lot of deets yeah so i mean effectively now we've given a, a how to to creeps if so you if creep, you creep, if you yeah, want to uh, if you want to get LinkedIn. your stalk on, guys, it's the LinkedIn. That's the one you need to go for. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else to you there, but I did. Oh, I went for a walk um, in Cavan on Saturday because that's who I am now. And we were in, we were walking to your lovely wooded area um, just on the subject of tampons. Mm. And Fred said, hey, we're in the woods, but we're not out of the woods. Because like, obviously he's with me every step of the way on my perpetual menstrual cycle but he loved it so much it was just like reverberating through the trees because there was no one else there but us and I was like never talk about my what's period again what's going on with all these walks we're, do- well, we're, tr- we're trying to get a bit more active okay. we are trying to get a bit more active and yeah to be trying honest trying to get other brands involved trying to get other brands involved yeah. and to Benical. be honest actually shout out to my friend Fia in Dingle who's a wonderful weaver 
Um, and that's not a euphemism. The she shit, is she? an actual weaver in Dingle. Check her out. And she's very fond of a ramble. So she puts up these great Instagram pics, etc. It does help that Fee is effectively a model and just looks fantastic, whatever the weather. Oh, yeah. So oh, now, sorry, now we're I'm, getting to the crux of it now. Now I'm channeling Fia, is right. what I'm saying. Okay. I'll just give you a bit of light there, love. Kiny, is this her profession? Oh, before we get to Kiny, the other K in our lives, Copperberg, our wonderful sponsor. You mean so much to me. We love a bit of Copperberg. Thank you for um, the booze. Yeah, thank you for the booze. You're a wonderful sponsor. Absolutely delicious. Uh, pear is still my favourite. Still we my favourite flavour. Sorry, can we just let's get a little bit of real talk as you'd say yourself. We could do with a cop uh, a copperberg top Actually, up. We need a bit of a top up now, yeah, because the copperberg yeah. is looking fairly empty. So it's a long morning minus a copperberg in your <laughs> hand. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, if we could just get a Kylie, Kylie, let's um, spin it around. Tell me how you feel about Kylie. I want to know. Kylie. So here's my take. Go for it. Here's my thing with Kylie. We'll always have, I think, anyone of a certain generation, especially for you, soundtrack to my childhood, absolutely will always have a soft spot for Kylie. But I feel bad for Kylie because I feel that she still has to play this, hey, I'm just an innocent girl thing that she has been pigeon-told into since she was a teenager. Mm. She's now 50-something. She was on Graham Norton and she couldn't bring herself to say the word orgasm. She was on with Russell Crowe. Um, retching. Um, but she was on with Russell Crowe. No, not particularly. Something I like about him, but yes, hate him. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of big dick energy there. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. I think if I was riding him. I'd be like angry, but I'd be enjoying it. But I'd never You'd hate, tell him. yeah. No, it would be like that confusing. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kylie, I just think, still plays this like <sighs> little fairy girl, and I'm like, surely she should, surely she should be allowed to evolve as a, a performer. Other than the hot pants, I feel there was never any real reinvention, evolution, whatever you want to call it. And it makes me sad that she still feels she can't say, say the word well, orgasm see, this is on it. Graham Norton. One of the Norton. things they say about her is that, she, oh, she's been always uh, known and been famous for reinventing herself. Now, if she's no, come on. I know, but this is what she harps on about herself. So, like, there's been a few different looks in videos. But she's basically oh. had the shoulder length blonde hair. Oh. She worked a few semis in at the odd time. But, like, it's basically just being the fucking Gruig. There's been no reinvention there whatsoever. No. And she's never deviated from... Well, other than, you know, she did the rendition with Nick Cave and we were yeah. like, oh, my God, oh, look at Kylie pretending to be dead. But other than that... Mama name. Um, so talk me through yes. Danny's sister, then. Oh. Danny... Danny's kind of an interesting character, isn't she? Um, so Kylie Ann Minogue. So we all know we have Kylie Jenner now, Kylie whatever. This was our Kylie when we were growing up in the 90s. As you said, she's a bit of an L one now. 1968, she was born. From Melbourne, spent most of her time growing up there. Um, and then she, it wasn't until the 90s that she moved to the UK and was working there. So how did it all get started? Of course, 
was Neighbours, wasn't it? She played because the character of Charlene Robson. How could we forget Charlene? No, but this is the part I'd forgotten about. So, Neighbours. Neighbours. Everybody needs good neighbours. Is a soap. But it's like a, very much a daytime, daytime soap, isn't it? Oh, Yeah. It's kind of like... We're not dealing with any heavy storylines no, no. there. Well, if you are, they're kind of wrapped up before the, the week's out. Like, um, she, Do you remember this? She played the tomboy mechanic. Do you remember? I do, you see, I wasn't a Neighbours girl. Yeah, no, she was in it. Um, so it was from Neighbours that she started um, becoming a recording artist in the late 80s or 1980s. And she released four kind of poppy albums with Stock Aiken Waterman, uh, which were released by PWL. So all those albums were poppy, feel good, you know, easy listening. Um, And then her fourth album was in the early 90s. By then, she'd already had loads of top 10 singles in the UK and Australia, including I Should Be So Lucky, I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. I should be so lucky in love. Oh, my mother at the live podcast. I never knew you were such a bad singer. A bad singer? Yeah. Which in itself is kind. (laughs) Just the way she said it. The locomotion, hand on your heart. Better the devil you know. Step back in time. So she was having great success, but she felt sad because she didn't have that much creative control over her music but like she was fucking raking it in okay so in 1992 she left PWL and she signed with Destruction Records where she released Kylie Minogue Ooh, sounds hardcore I know in 1994 can we get to the bit with the relationship what relationship Michael Hutchinson oh yeah and Impossible Princess 1997 so these received more positive reviews from the critics. But she went, you see, this was her like taking a step out of it, leaving the record company or whatever. But then she went back to doing her kind of poppy stuff then. She signed with another um, record label, Paraphone, and she released her disco influence seventh studio album, Light Years. And then obviously this was all to be followed by Spinning Around... Fever, can't get you out of my head. You know, all the shit. You're just saying this with such disgust. I know, but like, okay, I know. But it was also samey, samey, wasn't it? The spinning around and the, I mean, I wouldn't, I never liked that song. I just wouldn't have classified any of it as good pop. Like Britney at the time was good pop. Yeah, like I know I definitely was going around singing all the shite, you know what I mean? But like... Was it interesting? I don't know. Um, we're just talking about the reinvention thing. Like in 1991, she had been criticised because people were kind of drawing comparisons between her and Madonna. You see, it's the... I mean, I think people will make comparisons because they're both female and they've yes. both been around kind of for the same length of time. Um. But I mean, other than that, I would kind of nearly 
draw the line in terms of comparisons. How do I you know. feel about comparing her to Madonna? Well, I think, I mean, it'd be hard not to kind of have a little sneaky glance over to the left and see what Madonna's getting up to because she's had such a huge career. But I think Kylie's personality and her whole image is very different. Like in 1993, Baz Luhrmann introduced Minogue to photographer Bert Stern, um, who had worked with uh, Marilyn Monroe and he said that he could definitely see similarities between Kylie and Monroe because they had that same mixture of vulnerability and sexy. Because, mm. um, yeah, the whole hot pants thing, I don't know, kind of got like a little bit... Like the spinning around video, the media started like referring to her as sex Kylie. And sex then became much stronger in all her videos mm. so it was and I think as well like she threw the hot pants on for the video and, and you then know, she had to keep them on she, she that was literally just right to say that exactly yeah. that like she threw the hot pants on she looked fucking sensational in the video but then she just became this total self-parody where she was constantly in the fucking hot pants. Yeah. Do you I know am. what I mean? It was just like, oh, they like my arse. Okay, I'll just wear the hot pants all the time. Which I'm like, wear the fucking hot pants if you want to wear the hot pants. But it just felt like, okay, we've hit on something here. Let's just keep wearing the hot pants. I know. And it was, it was yeah. just the hot pants for a lot. And I think like... I remember kind of any interviews I saw it was all about the like let's spend a good five minutes talking about the hot pants if you don't yes, mind Kylie. Yes, exactly. So it was a bit like and this is uh, kind of if you were kind of annoyed about not having enough creative control, surely this now is more annoying because she didn't strike me. Not that there's anything wrong with selling sex, but it it didn't strike me that that was her main focus. Mm. I think she kind of wanted to be something different but wasn't really sure what to do. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just It feel just like never felt like she was in control or like that she was driving reinvention. It it felt a bit more like, okay, well you like my hot pants now. Okay, so I'll, I'll wear the hot pants. It was it was almost a bit of pandering I felt rather yeah. than like compared to around the similar time Christine Aguilera and Dirty. Yes. Like that video when she's in the chaps. That's all yeah. her. She's like, I want to be wearing these. I look fucking deadly. You feel that she is kind of in control of something there. Yeah, like you kind of felt, yeah, exactly, that she was 100%. taking charge. Of, or even yes. like with Madonna, I didn't like all of her various looks. And I know like we've, you know, we've talked hey, about Brittany. Madonna. Hey, Brittany. But it needs to feel like it was coming from her. And it's, it felt like that she, when she made her choices about the image and music, yes, yeah, some of it was reactive, but a lot of it, especially earlier, it, it felt like she decided to come forward with this new look or sound or whatever, and that she was starting something herself. Whereas with Kylie, it felt like she was kind of reacting to what That's was going on. That's very true. It was more reactive, people. yeah. So it always kind of just pissed me off, really, to be honest. Because you know? Pop was getting so much... I mean, I know Pop has always kind of, you know, been sexed up to an extent, but mm. Pop was really becoming a lot more sexed up around yes. that period. So was she just trying to emulate the other ones? 
Yeah, I think so. Bit of that. Um, in 2005, then she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. Um, and that got well, like huge media interest, but especially in Australia, I think like that was covered kind of like not minute might but minute but you know what I mean there was huge media interest in Australia and I think at one point as well like fans had to kind of be advised to like stop camping outside her home and stuff. Well she's their princess though isn't she really in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, Like Nicole Quick Kidman maybe Kate Blanchett to a lesser extent but certainly Nicole Kidman is like their queen and like Kylie's their princess. Yeah. But she had uh, chemo, it all went well and it hasn't um, come back or anything like that. And then she was kind of, you could definitely see after that then as well, she was involved in a lot more charity work and stuff. And I think in a way it was kind of an opportunity for her to take that and take a little bit more control over her image. Do you think she has taken more control over her image? I think she has. Like, well, I mean, she would definitely say that she she'd been like known as a gay icon and from fairly early on in her career. And she, when asked about it, she said herself that she's kind of an unusual um, gay icon in terms of that she says she doesn't have any tragedies, but her only tragedies are outfits. Hmm. I was kind of like, it's pretty crap quote, but you know what I mean? It was like, kind of like, oh, that's But also, so I think, again, it shows, like, Kylie kind of playing this part. Like, she's a 50-something-year-old woman. Yeah. She's had heartbreaks, um, disappointments. She's felt losses. Head, like, to say the only <laughs> tragedies I've had are outfits. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, I want to, I want to hear what's going on. You look great, Kylie. Yeah. But I want to hear what you're thinking. Oh, I, I We it. never I hear mean, what she's thinking. But she looks absolutely great. Like, she hasn't aged at all. Like, she looks incredible. Now, you want to talk about the men, don't you? Yeah, you I want to talk about never tear us apart. So Michael Hutchins, but yeah, 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 um, was found hanging in his Sydney hotel Jesus. room. Jesus, could you just ease me <laughs> in gently? I thought you were going to say was born in no <laughs> and was in his hotel room in nineteen ninety seven. So at the time, he his partner partner Paula was, was Paulie Yates, um, and. It was kind of insisted that it was a sex game gone wrong. So obviously people are going to be hugely interested in this. Now, I feel like we knew lots about his relationship with Paula, especially because she'd left Bob Geldof. Well, sure, we all watched them on the bed. I know. Oh, my God. Like, I went to school a horned up 12 year old about that oh my god i mean like the sexual frisson between the two of them i know and they went straight to the hotel room and bob didn't stand a chance they were together um and yeah we did know a lot more about their relation but would tell me about himself and kylie so she says that they were had a little romance in the late 80s and she says that um she was corrupted by the singer, but in the most perfect of ways. What do you make of that? 
Well, I mean, again, I suppose with so Kanye, I think when she it's met him. She was fairly uh, well. Innocent, she was, yeah. You know what I mean? But also, I think I don't know. Like, it's it's this thing as well where she's almost like deflecting her evolution. Like she's putting it on someone else. She's saying, oh, he came along and he corrupted me. Rather than, it's a lot easier maybe to say that if you were like this, like innocent pop princess, than to say, you know what? Yeah. I corrupted myself. Like I was going through that phase where I wanted to be corrupted. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, I'd say she would have said that in a playful way. Yeah. But it is kind of, again, it's, I feel it's kind of playing to stereotype a bit there. It's like, oh, sure, I was just this delicate little flower and Mm. he came along and, you know, we had the crack and he showed me the ways of the world. Like that just really pisses me off when I listen to, you know, especially young women and they really play up with these dynamics with like maybe, you know, men. And they play up to the whole, like, oh, what would I know? I've never watched porn. I've never masturbated. It's like, come on now. I know. Let's not pander Yeah. to everything <laughs> men think about us. Well, she said that when they first met, they met in a, in a nightclub and that the chemistry was kind of instant. And he said to her, I don't know what we should do first, have lunch or have sex. But he was a little sex pop, wasn't he? Oh, Yeah. Oh, like big style, but she said like she was ta- obviously taken aback by it or whatever. But and like, Kylie would have said, "Have lunch." <laughs> she was there. Do you want to go for coffee? Put some shrimp on the barbie. That's well, what she said. Like that. I don't know about That's lunch. <laughs> I. <laughs> we could go for coffee with my chaperone. I didn't even know what that accent was. Put some shrimp. Shrimp on the barbie. She definitely, it definitely would have been coffee with a chaperone, and you know it. Fucking hell. The woman couldn't even say it's orgasm. Crocodile Dundee. She couldn't watch orgasm. She couldn't even say orgasm on Graham Norton 30 years later. Fuck's sake. So, obviously, there was a lot of interest in them, but like, they didn't. She hasn't, like, gone. I'm fairness, like, Polly Yates was in. Okay, magazine like every oh other yeah, week. So yeah, she yeah, talked yeah. about it a lot. She talked about everything a lot, but it was like you know passionate kind of relationship. The rumors about Mile High Club, like yeah, I'm sorry, but, but what's so kinda, what's and saucy it's just about so, that? But also, I find it so demeaning. Like in terms of female sexuality, it's like, oh my god, can you believe a woman had sex on a plane? But yes, too cramped is right. I know. What about the postcoital fang? That's what gets you in trouble, Emma. Every time. Every time but you she's, spark I up. Mean, she is small. I, like, we know that she's she, small. She but fit like, in it's, the sink. It's not, but still, Julie. I mean, okay, she could fit in the sink. But she'd have to pull herself forward. She'd have to scoot her bum forward. So that she'd be, the right po- she'd be in the right position. To quote Emma. The penetration just to wouldn't quote be Emma, good Sex on a plane. What's the point? It's pointless. I'm taking now, by the way, she applied that quote to comedy, but I'm just taking what she said out of context and applying it to sex on a plane. So Could you be fucked? Yeah, Do you remember that teacher on the day in the Daily Mail last year, the English teacher, and she had sex with a student on a plane? Like what a stupid place to fucking 
have sex. I mean, first of all, A, don't have sex as a student. But B, on a plane, Emma, on a school trip. I have to so say, all the kids I like, have what to the say, fuck? I do love those stories about female teachers uh, getting into, inverted commas, relationships with their students. Oh I just think... It's like, just because someone is tall does not negate the fact <laughs> it's abuse. Do you know what I mean? For fuck's sake, that's their only defence. He was taller than me. He was really tall. Like, Like, we love, look, we love women, but these women can fuck off. Now, I want to say something about Michael and Kylie. They hit the headlines again when they had a pair of handcuffs confiscated from her hand luggage at Heathrow Airport Security. Now, come on. So they were totally fucking bigging it up. Tips, Pat. Like, come on. Get a fucking grip out. Now, I have to say, all the pictures of them are lovely and they are really nice. But <laughs> that hand luggage. She probably whipped them out for the loo. <laughs> like, what was you the know fucking what? point I just feel like sex in this um, airplane toi- look, toilet. Look, it just- it's not exciting enough. I think we need a bit of bondage look, here. I think. It's not is, doing it for what, me. It's just a bit fucking vanilla. Was it chemistry? Was it chemistry or was it two people that enjoyed fucking while looking at themselves in the mirror? If you're a young hot couple who's just gotten together and you have so much chemistry why do you have to start adding in all this shite handcuffs why? in your hand luggage handcuffs Julie. not in like in your carry on you've got your magazine you've got your sweets if for Fred, when your ear can you pops imagine if Fred whipped out the handcuffs have you met Fred with his keys like he's allergic to keys he'd he cuffed me He'd cough me up be, be, in Rathmaline in County Meath and I, then he'd tell me, you're going to kill me but I can't find the key. That's exactly what would happen. And then it would start raining like it is tonight. And then he might cover me with a sheet and bring the landlady in. The poor, long-suffering landlady, Patricia. But like a hundred, there's no way I'm trusting Fred with the oh, lock. But it's just not, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if they've been going out. <laughs> I just imagine myself cough. I mean, it's. I can't imagine anything less Tis sexual. No, and look, does Michael this is what look like? Does Michael? <laughs> does he look like a man who lived? Fred, Fred wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to contain himself. Look. Yes. I'm spinning, spinning around. around. <laughs> and then I'd be just moving the bottom half of my body. Move out of the way. I think you're feeling <laughs> Like you're really limiting mobility with guns. Oh, God. Come on. We've got to get it back on track because the <laughs> listener can't see our amazing physical moves. So, yeah. But, like, look, Michael doesn't strike me as the type that's going to, like, keep the handcuff keys do you know what I mean there was a few other people but like, I think they ended it on like they ended it on on amicable terms oh yeah, yeah yeah it was always it was like fling. yeah it was like 18 months uh, they got a few nice photographs out of it nice few newspaper articles what about J.O. J.O. who's J.O. Oh, yeah, Sullivan. she was with Jason. Yeah, no, she was with him. So Jason's a- another funny fish, isn't he? 
What the fuck? He's on his demons and all the rest, but I just don't. I that's, just, I'm not that buying, really, I'm not buying I love what that Jason is selling. I love that statement because that always gives you, like, the license permission to say whatever to just you say, want. I yeah. know they've had their demons, but fuck Well, no, he, he has. Like, he's been one of the ones, I'd say more so than anyone with now. I'm sure there's been a load of people who've kind of, you know... Um, no more dreaming about tomorrow. Look at Cheo now. I just, there's something the with Jason. I don't know what the story is. You know how I feel about the singing. Forever. And then when he does the thing when he, he, he uh, touches her nose in the video. Sure. I, I want to show. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to hit you in the face in a minute. No. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna. You're getting too excitable. So yeah, there was oh, there was um, it was funny because there was all this speculation of like, oh, they're a bit of a couple and all, and it was always like kind of poo pooed. So I actually never believed that they were a couple because I was like, oh yeah, that's all very um, you know, obvious yeah. that they would be a couple. But then it came out that they actually had been a fucking couple. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh okay. But he still doesn't talk to her. I so they're not on good terms. Yeah, well, like okay, now they could be now, yeah. but his basically his heart was broken, so it was like they split up like mm, thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean to be fair, are any of us talking to the people he split up with thirty years ago? So his career, I know. It's like, it's not that I'm not speaking to you, love. It's just I choose not to see you when I'm in little getting me shopping. Because who's got time for that shit? Like, yeah, you gave me a good two months. But like, you know, let's move on. When you get the the what's the crack, either (laughs) message or verbal exchange, you're like, I just can't entertain this. No, I really haven't got time to wrap up the last 20 years. Sorry about you. But, um... Yes, so she left Jason for Michael. So I mean, Jason was I happy to touch so it for she, that one now. No, she took uh, a completely different route. So he was happy out with Kylie, and I think he really saw it as being the big long term love of his life. And you see, I suppose that was like when she left him to Michael, that was her kind of moving into a different sphere with her career and everything. And, you know being like a tabloid favourite and people were interested yeah. in her and whatever and nobody and was interested had, in Jason. No, and sure he had all the problems with the drugs and all the rest, etc. Yeah. So his life went to completely you know, he very in a very real way, his life took a completely different turn. But yeah. he did say, I can remember because I just found this interview there. I was like, I think he did some interview with The Guardian. But he said, oh, what Kylie and I experienced was a bit of a teenage romance. The first... Oh, no, because he was, he, the interview is like, you describe Kylie Minogue as your first love. She sounds like the one that got away. Mm. Um, And then he said, oh, you know, maybe, but I've been with my present partner for eight years now and she's the love of my life. Yeah. Uh, the, what the mother Kylie to my and three I, children. Yeah. I'm kind of into Experience, her right now. She's actually sitting beside me right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> experienced. What we experienced was a bit of a teenage romance, the first love of your life. I can think of worse people to be associated with. Will I ever be able to move away from it? Probably never. But you know what? I'm pretty happy that she was a part of my life. 
Yeah, so but you see, look, they I were with each other for three years. I wouldn't say in touch, but we are acquaintances. I wrote her letter during her illness, and she wrote me a beautiful note back. I think we both ultimately have respect for each other. Oh, a bit of a fucking. <laughs> I kind of wanted something more explosive. Bit of an, an eBay lie. jobby there. He was thinking yeah. of for a letter now, just in case, get one back. Fucking. No, I think I think it's as he says. They were together for three years. They had a nice thing going on. She left him. Went off with Michael. But you see, it, it he's never going to fucking stop talking about it because people want to ask him about it. And he's like, well, you know, people want to talk to me if I'll talk about Kylie. So, yeah, well, I, I need think to work too. interesting thing, which makes her very unusual, Kylie, um, especially given that she has been in the industry for so, so long. There has been literally... Clean just about I mean are we like are we have we just morphed into the one person I was just about to say there's been no scandal there's been no No. scandal associated with her whatsoever Mm. which kind of makes wonder what the fuck's going on though wouldn't you but also I just think she has lived a life it just makes her so much less interesting to me that there's been nothing like nothing I know like not even something like turned up you know, went on Graham Norton hammered, oh or like she's God. been doing it a long time. Yeah, fell off a stage. I mean, the only real even all the boyfriends, all the model boyfriends, like none of them. You know, like J Lo gets with the backing dancer every few years. Yes, and they're just you know they're like it's all going to be legal, but they're just going to start getting younger and younger. Yeah, and like we'll all get a bit of entertainment out of that, but like Kylie can't, she can't dance. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I just think... I don't know if she can dance, but she doesn't dance. There's, do you know what it is for me? There's something too safe about Kylie. And ultimately, as much as she chooses to present herself as this little poppy princess elfin little thing, she is a grown woman. With I mean, the way she goes on, like she is 100% never asked somebody on the first day of work for a tampon. Like I would say, she. <laughs> I would You're say. Making me think really about like I thought it was bad at the time, but I'm now I'm like that's really bad. I'm actually doing up your LinkedIn right now. Like you're, I'm taking you out of there before you can embarrass yourself any further. But you know what I mean, though. I'm not saying I don't want Kylie. She doesn't have to kind of go around talking about fucking, you know, nice sanitary pads with wings or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I just feel quite sad for her that I think I've never really in listening to her music thought there's, there's a Danny real though, feeling. I could imagine Danny now kicking off in a fucking airport. But Danny's much more interesting. Yeah. And like you can feel and like her Danny. sex thing when she went sexy I believed it more 100%. because I felt like Danny wanted to do because that. Because she's a brunette. It. Yeah. They're dirty bitches, Emma. We've talked about this. Maybe that's what it is. But it's a, it, it definitely felt like with Danny, she was taking control of her image a lot more than Kylie. Like, even now, I look at Kylie and I'm like, Kylie, come on. Mm. Just give us a real moment. Give us a real interview. Give us a real feeling in the music. Like, I just can't <laughs> believe she's fucking kept up the pretense for this length of time. You need to get off the fence. She really. just reminds me of, you know, like one of those Russian, like, teenage gymnasts. Yeah. And their periods have been stopped so that they, they can keep on competing. Keep on flipping. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just get, there's a whack of that off Kanye, isn't there? Uh, look, uh, look, I think this is getting to the point now where you're kind of being sizist. She's a small woman. <laughs> She's petite, Judy. I think that's just how she is. I think you need to fucking back off. Her tiny, <laughs> tiny little frame. She's got to check her height there before we go. She's got to, she's probably like five oh, foot two, look, but she's tiny. Because you want to feel like an Amazonian. <laughs> okay, Ky- well, how, what height are you? I'm five foot two. Are but you she's five a, foot two? Yeah, I reckon she's probably the same height as me, but she's obviously a, like a small, a much smaller frame. She's like probably a size four or something. Um. Well, for fuck's sake, you <laughs> couldn't get much fo- smaller than you. Jesus Christ. No, but you're Kylie's teeny small, t- uh, well, I'm smaller than Emma. Me. I don't think she could possibly be smaller. And, and I don't mean that in a like, oh my God, I'm worried for your so house you're saying, kind of way. You're saying I'm I mean, a you have a lovely, tiny little frame. No, gymnast. it's not. It's not her physical no, frame. It's the way she goes on. That's the whack of Russian teenage gymnast whose periods have been forcibly stopped. It's that, it's that energy. It's yeah, not the yeah, frame. Yeah, it's okay. ra- like look at Jada Pinkett Smith. Tiny, yes, tiny yeah, yeah, little yeah. tiny Minogue frame. Yeah, yeah. She's not spinning around. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Five foot. She's okay, teeny tiny. How tall is Jada? Uh, Jade, I'd say I'd say she's five foot as well. You? Have you watched oh, the Jade, Red Table? Uh, no, no, because you said this to me before. Mm. Is it on YouTube? I started watching it again now. I don't want to commit to it on TV, but can I watch it on um, YouTube? I'm sure I can. Oh, you can, yeah. She's five foot. Is she? Yeah. That's what I'm missing. Oh, I think if I got rid of these two inches, I could be a star. Because we'd be like... But Emma, for God's sake. How, you wouldn't Anna. even be able to get the door handle <laughs> if you got any smaller. Jesus Christ. I could be five foot. Like five Shane foot. completely looks like a single dad <laughs> in centre parks. When you put your hood up... <laughs> Oh, well, that happened. Everyone was like, "Look, that tiny little boy in the, we in, the, in the in the in with the hood." Do you remember <laughs> your man in South Park? What was his name? Kenny. Kenny. But he did really look like you know. I'd say yeah. everyone was like, "Jesus, fair play to him." There he is now with the kids. <laughs> oh, He's good. doing great. You see, because Ella is taller than me now. But a few years ago, we were in Kinsale, and it had been raining, and we w- we went into um, rain. A Do you remember that one? Why should we sorrow? Rain, you know that's Fred's favourite Madonna song. He's the sister I never had. Yeah, that's a nice one. Tell me about Kinsale and the rain. We went to Kinsale and we went, me and Ella, I don't even, uh, Tommy wasn't even born at this stage, but me and Ella went to do something by ourselves. Shane was at home with Joe, who was a baby asleep. And we went into this hotel, I think it's the Harbour Bar or something, to get food. And I'd been raining, so we had our hoods up. And I was like, okay, we're just going to have to go to the toilet first because I'm an L one. And as we were walking to the toilet, the manager of the hotel bar or whatever came up behind us and told us to leave, that he was sick of um, he was sick of us coming in and blocking the toilets. But you did block that toilet, Emma. That's your favourite thing to do, was block the fucking toilet. So he thought that. So at the time, what age would Ella have been? Ella would have been I like the 12. way you name-checked the bar as well. <laughs> like, we've got a... So now this is a few years ago. brands, to quote Emma. So Ella would have been... No, there was an apology after, whatever. But Ella was like 11 or 12. And they thought that me and Ella blocking were teenagers because the there'd been some issue with teenagers just going and blocking the toilets for the crack, like. 
And they thought I it was, is a good laugh, though. They thought I was a teenager and I was blocking toilets and I got kicked out. That's so funny. Not bad. That is bad. But the hood um, was up and then I turned around and I... But Jesus. were you secretly delighted that they thought you were so young? No, because I really needed to go for a piss in that moment. I was do? actually quite pissed off. Um, I just went across the road, I think. Did you just go outside the front? <laughs> Everyone's dying and giving them On the, the two mat. fingers, <laughs> clipping in the birdie. Fuck you and your fucking toilets. What? How's your card, love? Keep on buzzing. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Thank guys, you, listener. Come. Keep on Think buzzing. Think of all the fun we could have. Speaking of Cork, um, Kinsale in particular, um, <laughs> the 13th of October... Do you get the tickets? Because it is a very small capacity, guys. So we don't want you to be devastated. And we're with Laura Matney. And she sent on what she's going to talk uh, about. Yeah. And it's fucking gas. Like, I sent it to you and you were lolling, like, just I reading was, it. So yeah. we're going to have a real laugh. And if you're in Dublin, Dublin Podcast Festival, oh, we also have so a Patreon. Thank you so much to the people who are supporting it. To be honest, we're making fuck all money as well <laughs> with guys on it. I'm not going to lie. I did. We're I did waiting for of, some um, big opportunity, aren't we? I did I a bit of a creep job the other day looking at Aww. other people's podcasts and what uh, they're getting on Patreon fuck. and we've a lot of catching up to do now I think honestly this is what's going to happen okay swear to god so we're sitting in the fucking Liffey Valley car park uh, fucking what time is it now it's nearly quarter past ten okay it's been pissing rain all day both of us have no money I have my pyjamas on over my clothes I don't know if you saw that part of it. Over my clothes, Judy. This is where we're fucking at now. But what is going to happen is somebody is going to listen to this podcast. I don't know who it is yet, but somebody's going to listen to this podcast. And there's going to be a big opportunity for us. <laughs> I'm not talking. No. Judy, stop. Stop it. I'm not talking. <laughs> Judy, stop it. Right? It's not going to be in Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Look, 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 we love Ireland, but there's fucking nothing here, okay? It's not going to be in Ireland, it's not going to be in England, it's going to be in LA, okay? And this time, next year, me and you are going to be in LA for like a week and we're going to be filming something and then it's going to be on Netflix and it's going to be like fucking off the charts. It's going to be front cover of Sunday Independent Magazine, okay? And we're going to go I give it the two fingers to everyone and that's happening that is hap- that is fact that's what's like going to happen I like when you channel full on Jerry Hannywell that's <laughs> what I know but you're Lift right though like up. guys this, look I'll say this much why not and I will say plenty of people yeah. on Patreon who take it from us are not half as sound as us no not half as sound as us are on like way more money like it's not about the money guys it's not about the money that is but just it is the money is nice all the same no but um, the, uh, the LA thing is not about well we will get a bit of cash for that but, but that is about that is about positive vibes and shoving it in people's face and you face. know what it is all about shoving that's there's nothing there's nothing we love more yeah so and listener if you flipping the birdie to the <laughs> haters and we've got plenty of haters well you and do I think I'm actually quite well liked I actually do I, I, 
I have. I think probably um, the sweetest thing you ever said to me was when you said one of the reasons you, you loved me so much was because of my endless list of enemies. I don't know how I accumulate so many enemies, but I rub a lot of people up the wrong way. So Emma finds that very entertaining. <laughs> I just love her. Oh, I just because I'm such a cantankerous bitch. I'll I'm like, how abu- did she get so many fucking haters? I'll get like an abusive <laughs> message from someone for like not liking their photo, and the next thing Emma will get this like gushing comment under one of her sketch videos. Lift me yeah. up. But right. look, listeners, like town twelve. I think Ellie. Look, I. It's not listeners. It's, yeah, big. look, it's not listeners' fault. Okay, it's not listeners' fault. But listener, if you know someone who can help us, help us. Imagine doing a live up to ninety in LA. Like I think no, people would love I'm, it. I'm just talking about just a bit of cash or something. Live me in LA. What happened to LA? Yeah, no, we're going. You're all about LA. For fuck's sake. No, we're going. Look, we're going. Uncuff me now and we're getting <laughs> out of here. Okay. I've we're been Julie J. Summer 2020. <laughs> Maybe 21. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Is it the PJs or just your no. your demeanor but you just come across a bit moaned i don't know what's happening come, anyway listen i come across a bit what <laughs> I don't know what's going on i do not know what's after happening i think it was kylie did I you think... have a nipple of a shroom in center no, park no i didn't um so anyway fine. i've been sheeny J. emma Dorn. god bless this podcast is part of the headstuff podcast network Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 